Hello, everybody. Welcome to the 21st episode of the Chicken Chess Club podcast, the only chess podcast in the whole world. My name is Jan Gustafsson. It's been a tumultuous week in the chess world. And here to make sense of it all with the fullest transparency possible are Laurent Fressinet and Peter Heine Nielsen. Laurent, okay, how are you today? You look no, happy. I'm not. I'm not that happy. I'm slightly tired, actually. But uh, yeah, I'm fine when I'm talking to you guys. And uh, I mean, you mentioned transparency, so I, I thought you'd start talking. You start saying hi to to Peter. But yeah, my my, uh, my week uh, has been more or less okay. The last few days not really good, but I got. I went to Reddit, you know. Uh, I discovered the Reddit world, and I was I was reading a lot, a lot of comments, of course, about the. the, the oh, the, I've been living on Reddit chess as well. Uh, chess drama, sorry, chess drama. Um, so yeah, I discovered a completely new world where all kind of uh, theories are. Um, Yeah, no, I um, discussed and, and so on. So, um, yeah, I don't know if uh, maybe Peter's uh, week has been more interesting. No, yours sounds great. I started with you because Peter announced he might want to do a five-minute uninterrupted speech. And, of course, we are clearing the floor for him. Peter, how are, how are things over there? Uh, hi, hi, hi. Greetings from Lithuania. Uh, I'm extremely tired today. Um so I can simply not remember the last week. Uh, so I will just uh, explain my last uh, 24 hours, uh, perhaps. That sounds exciting. Please go <laughs> some, ahead. So yeah, 12 yeah. hours of well, golf. For some, <laughs> Sorry. Go ahead. No, no. But for some logistic reasons, uh, our normal flat is not um, uh, available. So I'm staying in a hotel with my, my, my eight-year-old uh, next to his school, which is, uh, which is kind of nice. But... Uh, Unlike the, the luxurious hotels uh, I'm, I'm, I'm used to in these top chess tournaments, uh, when I pay myself, uh, apparently I'm a bit cheap. So the bets are incredibly narrow for someone uh, of my size. So um, I was not able to sleep until four o'clock. And, and the problem was that um, with a, a son sleeping next to, the only thing I could come up with was what I anyway spent my life on would be to go on Twitter. So I was... Uh, Debating with a Russian bot around four o'clock. Well, to be fair, he was uh, very well informed and very polite, and it was quite interesting. But uh, it's also good news about bots; they never sleep. No, well, no. Like, anytime I mean, you seemed, feel like debating, no, he was very nice. Right he, he allowed me to get some sleep at some point. But uh, well, it seemed he could go on forever, basically. And uh, well, you can also see that well, it's the kind of guy who who just opened uh, an account uh, like a, a month ago and and follow uh, chess and U.S. politics typically. Uh, but a very polite guy. Uh, and then, of course, also, you know, there was this uh, sudden announcement of a feeder sponsorship, which I didn't know about. I had to Google and such. So it was very, it was very tough. And then uh, I only got like three, four hours of sleep. I had to wake up, take my son to hotel breakfast, which he was very excited about uh, quite reasonably. And then I walked him to school and I had to walk to the flat and, and do some stuff. Then I, well, had to is a bit strong. Could you elaborate why you, you had to walk to the flat? We've, we've been over this. <laughs> yeah, but. I don't know. I mean, it's not so easy to get a taxi these days. And there is uh, a lot of traffic. But then, well, had to, I had to. But I decided to top it off with five hours of golf and then some more walking. So I think I'm, I'm allowed to 
17 hours, right? Uh, 17 kilometers of walk today, I think I've calculated. So I'm completely gone, to be honest. That's such more that someone in my weight class can manage. We have such a high degree of transparency, actually. Yeah, yeah. So that's basically, well, some more discussions on, on, on Twitter as, uh, as well. So. It's a rough life. I don't know how you find time for anything between Twitter and golf like that's amazing. <laughs> yeah, yeah, thanks. Uh, so um, but that's more or less it. And uh, as I said, the rest of the week, I, I don't know uh, exactly. But of course... Uh, <laughs> that's that's your your new position on chess drama. I can't remember the last week. Ah, that's true. Actually, there was a lot of, a lot of drama. You're like a German politician now. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> I can't remember. Yeah, that uh, that is always a good idea. No, no, I'm very happy to continue not commenting on that. But of course, uh, I seems to a lot of stuff happens every day, and I am soon that sure that you two will take us uh, through every detail of it. Uh, I mean, uh, even with uh, theories about Elon Musk, and, and yeah, you tell me. Are we going I there? Can't wait. Oh, okay. I don't know. Okay, so <clears throat> no. Okay. If we want to start with that, that's the theory that annoys me the most. Like, think what you will about chess drama and cheating, but every one of my podcasts of my local sources, they have to go to the darkest place because it's so, so funny, and uh, it really, really annoys me. Of course, that's how the world works. Yeah. But yeah. It's it's unpleasant that chess can only make <laughs> mainstream culture if we throw in a... It's not even a theory, a joke like that, no? Yeah, I mean, it also made mainstream news in Denmark. And typically we only get, well, either very big chess news like World Championship or this kind of odd stories. So, of course, uh, this one has been picked up uh, a lot. And uh, I have had uh, journalists calling which I ignore as much as I ignore you guys, more or less. So it's been, uh, well, pretty... Because pretty <laughs> we keep calling you. Yeah, 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 yeah. They keep calling me. Well, I mean, no, the story is big, as I think also, in case you didn't read my, my Twitter. Um, uh, well, I mean, I was traveling back for St. Louis, right? And, uh, well, of course, I was following it on Twitter, but then I thought, okay, now at least I'm going to get uh, nine hours break. So I sat down in the plane, and the guy next to me sort of asked, so... Ah, what were you doing in the, in the States? And I said, well, I'm a chess coach. He said, oh, really? So what do you think about the chess drama? And then, uh, yeah, I had to talk about that as well, right? So, I mean, uh, no, everybody seems to know. And so did you tell him, sorry, no comment? I said, I, of course, I told him <laughs> I'm sorry, but uh, actually I'm going to be rude and tell you no, no comments about that, but ask me anything else about chess. And he did that for the next uh, five hours. But it was a pretty pleasant uh, flight. <laughs> so, so, okay. yeah, yeah. Wow, amazing. Okay. No, no. His so, favorite book was uh, from London to Elizabeth. Ah, okay. That's a, no. He was uh, so no. He, he knew something. He was not that that strong a chess player, but he was quite into to chess. That's history, a very good right? book, so, actually. So, uh, shout out yeah, to our yeah, boy Evgeny, yeah, Evgeny uh, Bayev. What excellent book from London to Elizabeth. Yeah, and uh, together with Livy. Yeah, that's right? true. But uh, yeah, you should you should make one long with you stories. Maybe. We could, yeah, 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 why not? Or Jan, who knows? Um, but uh, <laughs> no. As long as. Uh, no, but. <laughs> no, that would, be, no, that would be funny to write a book with Peter when in some chapter he says no comments. <laughs> and, and just, yeah. yeah, I think you have to write with Peter. You, you can't talk about the opening or about any of Magnus's thoughts <laughs> or any behind the scenes stories. But other than that, to like, ask him anything. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> that is cool. Um, okay. So, sure. so back to drama. The, the dumbest story is the one that made 
mass media. There's also the second dumbest, in my opinion, which is the story about the leak in Magnus's team. Now, Laurent, if you were to sell Magnus's secrets, finally, why would you pick the the white game against Hans yeah. Niemann? Like, uh, why didn't you think the World Championship match? No, that's true. That's a, so this story appeared. Uh, quite a lot. I was I was really upset when I saw I, I read that theory in a French newspaper, which I like very much. One of my favorite. Okay, it was one of the possible theory, but still, I think it's so <coughs> it's so incredibly uh, dumb. I mean, uh, first of all, I, I mean, I I, I, ne I never got. Uh, I don't know how about you, Peter, but we we never got a port. No. Uh, for for such uh, obviously, and of course it's a very relevant game actually. I mean it's just um, just one game in the Sinkerfield Cup round three. Of course it's a top tournament, but still uh, it doesn't make any well, sense. Lovely. And the, the simplest, I will finish with that. The simplest for Magnus would would have been just to fire uh, the leak. I mean that's as simple as that. Maybe he did. Sorry, my son wants to say hi. Uh, yeah. Hi. Um, maybe yeah. he did. Well, uh, well, for a start, history has shown that leaks can also happen by accident, right? I mean, we all remember the 2018 World Championship, right? Yeah. Uh, so, I mean, but uh, I genuinely agree that uh, should one try to maximize financially on selling uh, open preparation, this is perhaps not the most obvious uh, example. Uh, I can also honestly say that no one has approached me to buy preparation uh, like that. I mean, and I think we spoke a bit about it in Team Vichy, and we all agreed that should they go to someone, they would go to Kazim. Uh, well, at least Kazim <laughs> thought so as well. Uh, <laughs> but uh, I mean, and between yeah, but so basically, is, both of you are using the defense. We never sold any secrets because we were never asked. Yeah, that's uh, how I understand this. Exactly. Yeah. yeah. No, but and uh, start the bidding. But, uh, I mean, no, but there is a famous anecdote, and I have absolutely no idea if it's true, but um, that during the Karpov-Kasparov matches, um, they were both hiring sort of psychologists to, you know, to understand the other player. And uh, as far as I heard from someone, but it's really an anecdote, I have absolutely no, back, no facts to back up with for a change. But that the two psychologists decided, why don't we just swap info? Because then we can both appear, you know, like geniuses toward our employee, and they will give us a raise and stuff like that. So basically, they were just swapping info and uh, helping like that. It sounds too good to be true as, as an anecdote, but uh, well, one could see that happening, right? I mean, if you know. But Potkin wasn't game for the idea during the match. I didn't. Uh, well, again, uh, I mean, should I? You wanna wanna get me started about Russia, <laughs> or should we take that later? Ah, <laughs> uh, sorry, that's uh, a Russian. Yeah. No, but um, just just I want to conclude that, and uh, actually, Peter mentioned the leak okay but they are mentioning a mall i mean in two the articles i mean it could be a hack or, or a mall it's this is the, the theory okay. which you want to talk about hack no i mean could be i mean i <laughs> we can talk about hack as well <laughs> but uh, uh yeah i think it's just uh, i mean the, the mall uh, theory doesn't make uh, any sense uh of course it's easy for me to say that but uh That's what yeah, the mole would yeah, say. Yeah, right. I mean, it doesn't make it. So, so, by the way, Jan, you would go to... Would you rather go ask me or if you would have to, to buy a prep you're, or to not, Peter? Not really. Who well, would you approach? <laughs> um, the honest answer is 
I know both of you well enough that it wouldn't yeah. make any sense. Laurent has been with Magnus since 2013. Peter also since 2014. And also financially, it's just a terrible decision. No, I mean, you you lose that position for, I don't know what the going rate is for selling prep. Like it, it makes absolutely no sense either financially or ethically. Also, the team has been, have you of ever course, tight-knit for many years. Have you ever heard of any stories? Ah, there is uh, back. Well, Kasparov. I did hear the Kasparov Karpov ah, that story. Is true, of course. Yeah, yeah, yeah. No, but this is Vladimirov. I mean, like but, Kasparov accused uh, Vladimirov, but I don't think he could. He, he could thought, prove it. I, but, okay. I thought also what happened then was that there was some kind of well, or maybe that's referring to the book well, totalizator, but that means I guess assume this is a Russian word for betting, right? Um, that basically you could bet on which yeah. kind of opening would be played and things like that. And uh, no, I remember, for instance, in Bonn. I was really telling my team mates that, okay, it's completely unacceptable to bet on the first move because, uh, well, you understand that, um, well, we knew which move which we were going to play and we knew we were going to play one D4, but the odds on D4 as the first move was five and uh, E4 was like 1.2. But if suddenly the odds on one D4 would start falling, well, people will understand that the market knows something and then, uh, well, we would start looking at that. So, I mean, uh, that would be a very criminal offense. So, and, so, so, uh, well, so you have to say you, you you have to tell your colleagues that it was not okay to bet uh, on a match uh, in which you are you are the, <laughs> you are helping one of the player, right? Priceless advice. So you, you are you are <laughs> trusting them of that by themselves uh, <laughs> on a very on a very high level. I can see. Okay. Thanks. Yeah, yeah, yeah okay. Yeah. Uh, it's fantastic. <laughs> <laughs> yes. Okay. Um, so, well, before Peter distracts us with another story from the 80s, um, what is the the status on the drama situation? Like, Laurent, I've been also living on Red Chess, but at some point it gets a little yeah. repetitive. No, no one has anything new. And, of course, everyone has no, the thoughts. No, most funny... From sorry, sorry. The most funny guy, of course, is uh, as usual, it's Nakamura. Who, of course, uh, the first day he just—I mean—he made a stream where it was clear that uh, <coughs> he thought that something happened uh, for sure. And the next day he started his stream by saying, "Oh, but come on, I didn't say anything yesterday. I don't know. I have no clue." And so on. That, that was really amazing to me uh, to change because it's clear that the, the previous day—I mean, he was—he was clearly accusing. Uh, Neiman for for cheating. I mean that was hundred percent clear. So uh, except for for Naka who was changing his uh, his mind. Uh, uh, <laughs> no, may, maybe he just thought that he was he had he could have some legal issue. That's it. Yeah. So he changed his uh, his position. No idea. Didn't follow history much. It looked to me like there were three stages and maybe now we're in the fourth first everybody thought okay magnus or it's also what i thought magnus has to have a reason for what's happening and know something that we don't know and we still or i still don't know maybe peter knows but he won't tell us what magnus reasoning or what what he knows is and then yeah a lot of people jumped on that of course then I think we started looking at the game and we had this Catalan theory from Laurent. Then from where I was standing, also there was the second Niemann, Niemann interview. From where I was standing, I couldn't see any reasons for 
believing and treating in the Sinkerfield Cup. And it looked to me like the public opinion also turned somewhat after that second interview. And then there was the the Chesscom tweet, which, okay, I don't want to say it wrong. I'm I'm paraphrasing, obviously, but the way I understood it was, okay, no, but there's more than the two cheating incidents that Niemann confessed to uh, when he was 12 and 16 years old. And then, yeah, the public opinion, I don't know, uh, from how I felt, changed again a bit to confusion, fusion. And if he cheated online more than, first of all, there was a question, can we trust him? And then secondly, there also, was also the question for people that cheated online, should there be presumed innocence and due process or is it not worth defending them? So everybody, I think, got to this mildly confusing place. And I'm still confused because I don't know the answer to that question. As I said, I couldn't see any reasons for believing in foul play in the Sinkerfield Cup. But it's, of course, very, very tricky how much you want to stand up for for guys that cheated online. And also, can we assume that online cheating makes offline cheating more likely? How much more likely? All, all these questions were now we're now in the room. And yeah, people are going through Hans's older tournaments. Of course, many people are positioning themselves. <clears throat> many also asking Magnus to say something about it. And yeah, I think that's the status. I, did I, I, did I, I forget anything? Oh, maybe Kasparov and the organizers? Okay, that's true. Yeah, there was the statement by the arbiters oh, yeah. that they had no indication for cheating in the tournament, which yeah is, I think, the conclusion most people came to when when looking at that as well. Kasparov, what did he say exactly? He said Magnus has to speak up. No, the some of the, the ring of power comes some, with big responsibility. Some, something something like that. Yeah, like exactly. And uh, while uh, Rex Sinkerfield was much uh, kinder to everyone as an organizer, so he was kind to to Niman and to Magnus. He said that Magnus uh, is welcome to to Saint Louis and that he would be delighted to to see him once again. Uh, in uh, playing in uh, one of the tournaments. I, I fully actually agree with you, Jan. I mean, the public opinion uh, changed after uh, this uh, very, very, very well-prepared uh, interview uh, by uh, Niemann. It was clear that uh, he came there and he knew uh, what he was going to say. It was, uh, he was, he was good. Uh, let's, let's face it. And then, from uh, the opinion, if Magnus says a guy uh, uh, is uh, cheating, then he must have some some reason to do so. The public opinion became like uh, uh, poor, uh, poor, poor Niman, uh, uh, unjustly accused of uh, of cheating in that tournament, and uh, it's true that he admitted. Um, he admitted to have cheated twice on uh, on chess.com, and then this. Uh, this communique from chess.com uh, came and I regret that uh, I think our, our friend Alejandro uh, I mean I should have asked at some point uh, if he denies these accusations because the previous day he came there and he said okay I cheated only twice uh, and by the way <laughs> let's let's notice that he caught he, he, he was caught twice so this is kind of uh, bad luck if he only cheated twice but um, uh, then 
Chess.com is saying something different. I think that uh, the duty of uh, of uh, Ramirez was to was to ask simply uh, to to Niman. I mean, what's I don't know what was decided there. I could also um, imagine that at some point they said, "Okay, he's still playing in the tournament." The more you you make him talk about this during the tournament, of course, we all wanted more 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 gossip. The the more distracting it is, and he's he's had enough distractions, so let him finish the tournament. But uh, I. I, I don't agree. know, frankly, if uh, there was Alejandro's call or if they just. Said, I, I okay, agree with you that this. during the tournament no, would no have idea. been tough, but uh, he had an interview after the last round game, so why not? Uh, quite a long interview, actually, just uh, summarizing summarizing oh, the yes. tournament. It was after he saved uh, his game against Nepo. I mean, he was doing, he was basically lost in that game, but then he saved it. So. And then they made a summary about this, tour- this crazy tournament. Let's face it. I mean, it's just, it's just, uh, everyone will remember, uh, <laughs> that tournament. And not only because Ali Reza won it in a brilliant uh, manner, but, uh, <laughs> uh, <laughs> of we'll, course, we'll get of to course, your French uh, because, Don't uh, worry. Magnus, Magnus left the tournament. So I think it was just, uh, no more to ask. Uh, well, instead of that, we saw some, we, we forgot, we forgot about, ah, you forgot to mention the, the, the picture where they are all playing tennis. And it's a kind of support, uh, to, to Hans, actually, because Hans, he, he said that he's staying home. He doesn't hang out, uh, with people. And it was prepared again. It was some PR, PR stuff that I don't think he likes tennis. Uh, I mean, it's clear that he wanted to show that he has the support of some, some players. And there it was, uh, MVL, um, MVL and, uh, Fabiel. So Ramirez was there. Uh, I don't know where uh, Svidler, one of the commentators, um, I mean, uh, also uh, nine times or ten times <laughs> Russian champion Peter Paul Borta, our friend. Uh, I don't know who else, but some, some people. So they were showing, I mean, the next day, uh, the next day to take such a picture, it's, uh, it's a support. And actually, uh, MVL was very, um, was very supportive of, uh, of Hans in one of his interviews. And he said that in a way, I mean, he trusts Magnus for his uh, judgment, but uh, Magnus should show some some evidence at some point. And uh, yeah, I'm not sure. I also watched this if it's strictly support for Hans, but it's also support for presumed uh, innocence and sort of uh, due process. No, I think yeah, he yeah. had the position that seemed very very understandable. <clears throat> As for the picture, I don't know. It could also be random that there's some rest day activities and whoever was uh, Eric Rosen takes a picture, but maybe I'm, I'm too naive. Just one last point on that. They should have talked about it after the last round. If I was Hans, um, I would have said, I don't know if in the interview or maybe you would have said that in the interview or behind the scenes also. Okay. There's now these new allegations, evidence that I have to go through, but I had to prepare for my tournament games. I haven't had time. Let me go through it and then then give an answer. Or I'm not sure, but you, you could imagine that it's also rough for him to, well, it's to a, give that answer it's a while the tournament lines, was ongoing. Uh, I mean, it's very clear. Uh, Chess.com is saying he cheated more than twice on our site. I mean, uh, I mean like if Chess.com would make uh, <laughs> an accusation on, uh, let's say, one of us, 
I will say no. We we never cheated uh, online. I mean, it's very simple. You cheated or you didn't cheat. You, if you cheated, then how many times? Uh, maybe he cannot remember. <laughs> I don't know. I mean, this is very weird. You you can you can give the answer. Nah, usually usually you you can <laughs> yeah. remember. No, yeah, yeah. so I mean, so it was not uh, <laughs> something you have to to prepare for. I mean, to 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 answer that question. It's a very simple question. Did you cheat? Did you cheat more than than twice? And did you lie in that interview? If it doesn't say anything, then. It's very suspect. But of course, if you first uh, admit the two things that are already known that you were, um, I guess, banned for, and then there's more, but you don't uh, you don't mention that until it comes out, you don't exactly increase your yeah. credibility, you know? Like, and to me, I have to say, I'm not a big expert on these anti-cheating algorithms, but in general, I believe them. It's not uh, not just computer moves, but also your i'm sure peter has smarter thoughts on this but your average deviation from how much a player of your caliber would blunder per move so if whatever computer loses zero zero points per move and a human of that level loses i don't know zero two then i mean if with a bit of a sample size you you can tell and i'm sure these uh, algorithms are much more sophisticated than that so generally i believe it of course the policy has been not to make it public but to to ban people I, and i think if they acknowledge it and promise not to do it again then they're allowed to come back as we i think mentioned last time and now is also debated in many a forum many such cases of but very very when, strong players when they ban someone don't they make the disclaimer that this is uh, well sort of not proof or a juridical allegation of cheating I thought that I saw that. You don't need a juridical allocation. Every site has terms and conditions yeah. that they can yeah, do yeah. Well, whatever they like. No, like. Mm-hmm. I mean, mm-hmm. So Peter was very, very talkative about the subject. But we have uh, we have something. Uh, you did not. You didn't ask actually. So. <laughs> Peter, what do you think about the the subject? I think you said it actually pretty well. Uh, so, I mean, there's a good good uh, good summary. So the, um, yeah, sorry. But maybe I can ask you this. If we know, no matter if it's public or not, that someone cheated online or we assume someone cheated online, does that make us or can we transfer that suspicion to offline games or are those two separate worlds? I think that's the question many people are wondering about, me included. I guess it's a statistical question, and uh, again, I don't know. My problem generally with these things is that uh, I always trust uh, people. I mean, I trusted Feller, for instance. I, I didn't think he was cheating, for instance. Uh, it's, uh, I generally believe in good in people, so uh, I mean, that has been a historical trait with me, so it's very difficult for me to judge uh, such things. Um, I guess that statistically, yes, if someone has cheated online, you would find it more likely he would cheat somewhere else as well. But uh, to which degree, of course, uh, matters a lot, I would guess. Uh, but of course, and also, we don't... But of course, also, if it's public... ...know that, or we don't have that many examples for no. it, or maybe I'm just being an idiot, but I don't know of many examples. No, of, like, so you can argue that if you are a known online cheater, well, there will be a lot more people observing. I mean, you can create all kinds of stories, and as long as we don't have a yeah. lot of data on it, it's very hard to, to form an informed uh, opinion, in my, in my kinda... opinion. Uh, my opinion is, I don't think we can draw that conclusion necessarily, 
But that's also because online cheating is not considered such a big deal by many people. And I think that's wrong. And that has to change with, um, yeah, chess moving more online, the whole world moving more online and all this stuff. You're getting even more serious, even though I, I think it was always wrong and it's been happening, this online cheating for at least, I don't know, 23, 20 Four years ever since we've had internet chess, it's been around. But I think we need to change the perception. Or, well, 98% of players don't need that change. But everyone has to know that there can be consequences for cheating online, that it can be damaging to you. That's just not a thing that can be done. You can't just online play for fun with a computer for some games and then expect it. I think not not to matter, and maybe that's the one good at thing. At some point, that come you, out of you were the judge in some tournament, right? And you actually disqualified someone where it had some kind of consequences, if I remember correctly. I don't think I was a judge. <laughs> I don't recall. I know what tournament you're. No, no, I know what tournament you're. Okay, you're talking I about, don't. but uh, I wasn't a judge. Okay, so. <laughs> I'm sorry about that. I don't. Um, Please. Okay. You don't want to tell me. This no, is no, not no. transparency. Okay. No, the thing is, like with these, um, I know what Peter Peter is talking about. It wasn't me, but I think the all the sites that had this policy to keep this okay. more or less private, okay. I think would be strange okay, to okay, name okay. random okay. names. I know of many people that have allegedly yeah. cheated online, and uh, I'm sure on Reddit chess or somewhere yeah. else you yeah, yeah, yeah. you can find bigger. And bigger no, my listeners. apologies. I thought it was public. Then I'm really yeah, wrong. and I saw uh, so I saw I we but, saw a lot of, of theories on, on Reddit, and also we saw some uh, some guys actually uh, uh, online guys or streamers uh, starting some investigation of some old games of uh, of hands. I watched uh, some of them. One we had a disagreement uh, pre-show with that would not surprise you with Peter. Uh, I thought it was very unimpressive. It was a Fidem master from Ukraine. I can't put, put so, so, I, I can't remember his name, but no, I thought it was I, very Punin. He Punin? Was thick. No, I'm not saying that uh, he's uh, right. I just thought that uh, well, it's an interesting way of gathering data, and it's some uh, some great uh, games. Uh, there is no doubt about that. It was I mean, fragment. Uh, so. Yeah, yeah, it was fragmented game, but I, I'm not. I haven't sat and studied them. It's also, I mean, uh, I mean, I don't have a good grip of uh, Niemann as a player. I haven't studied him. I mean, well, for instance, uh, let's take a random player and say Giri. I mean, him obviously I know because Magnus has played him a bunch of times. We prepared a bunch of times. I know how he plays. Um, with Niemann, it's new. It's hard to judge uh, the games from Charlotte to see if this is his natural style or not. Uh, but there is some spectacular moves uh, at times, no, no doubt about that. Some spectacular piece of calculations. But uh, I simply, well, I mean... But once again, if you take... Uh, I haven't looked at these games in detail, but in general, we think it's fair game to to speculate about all that. Yeah, like... Because if you take any Grandmaster's games... Even I played some games where I made all computer moves. Yeah. Like it sometimes happens, no? Like, <laughs> and then it depends on what sample size you look at. But uh, some good moves, I'm not sure what that means. But yeah, <clears throat> I don't. I don't want to. I haven't sat down and be overly de- big on defending on defending Hans. I'm just questioning if that one case we can now drag his whole life and <laughs> every game of his out when we're not doing it in the literally. Hundreds of other cases that might not be public. No, but, but the main problem <laughs> in this issue is that he mentioned uh, Niemann in his interview, and I think he was right, that everyone has an opinion. 
I mean, like, uh, you know nothing about chess, you know a lot about chess, you know something about technology, you don't know anything about technology, what is possible, what is not possible. Uh, everyone has an expert opinion. So, I mean, yeah, this is just crazy, actually. Uh, so do we know, and it's not just a playing strength opinion, no? Because if you look at the Sinkerfield Cup participants um, from, I think you could gather some idea on where they stood on on the issue here, yeah? so it's not like you can you can have this one authority on topics well, that you trust because of rating or whatever. No, I, of course you can trust. I us. would rather say that me. I thought everybody has an opinion, but very few has an expert mm. opinion. I mean, uh, it feels more like people are making up the opinion on the fly, and it's a subject we don't know much about. I mean, well, I mean, we might end up talking about Musk again, but how to even if it's possible technically is a different story. I don't. Uh, well, I don't feel people seem to be incredibly well informed about what's possible or not. And, uh, well, statistical analysis, some are very impressed. Some thinks it's nonsense. I mean, well, you can see it's not, it's not like we have the methodology ready and things like that. That's how I see it, at least. Mm. Yeah, I'm not sure if it's a good idea, even if we knew, which I don't, to have that so many debates about the best methods. Mm. To, to cheat in over the board chess and the best best counters against them and so on. But yeah, I think we we don't have that much new to contribute on the topic right now. Of course, we can keep positioning ourselves, <coughs> me as I mentioned. From what I've seen, heard, read, looked at, mm -hmm. I see no reasons for believing there was foul play in the Sinkfield Cup. Okay. Uh, yeah. So yeah, let's let's uh, talk about something more more positive, and uh, Aliaza's <laughs> performance in Sinkerfield. Uh, so he won the he, he won the tournament and uh, won the whole thing, the Grand Chess Tour. Amazing, actually. I did, I don't think he plays that well, uh, but he showed. You don't think that game against Wesley was <laughs> no. smooth from start to finish? No, actually, he was busted. Yeah, against Wesley, good good point. This is Thailand, but he. he sh what about against Mamediar? Well, yeah, but I mean, <laughs> I missed Bishop F two. Yeah, no, there were a lot of hiccups, I mean, he but was, he still he was fighting like uh, <laughs> like a lion yeah. every game. So a bit in Magnus style. I mean, uh, Magnus was not there, but uh, still his style was there. I mean, like, even in not such a great shape, he's fighting and scoring points. And, uh, yeah, uh, so that was that was very good for him. But he's always fighting, yeah, no? And the sure. candidates, the one criticism was maybe that he was fighting too much, no? Yeah. But that's so he did, uh, he did very well. And, uh, yeah, we have... It's good for him after the candidates uh, to have this... This month in uh, in St. Louis, I mean, of course, it's a, it's a great recovery. So um, I don't know. Maybe Peter, you can you can you can comment on uh, Aliaza's performance. <laughs> yeah. Well, I mean, when I was there, it was not that impressive. I mean, but then you're right. It somehow he he notched up a couple of wins and and he got there. I mean. 
it's not my impression that from a chess perspective it's one of his better tournaments but also that we know with magnus if you want to be the best or one of the best it's important that you can actually win when you don't really have everything working for you and uh, i agree with you he was fighting very hard but well i have a question sort of for you Laurent. i mean is it because he's french you like him so much or no, actually i'm very i'm very yes uh yes i i, I like talia if you remember Uh, we had a training camp uh, with with Magnus, I remember, you, yeah. we had two actually, uh, Aliaza and myself. I think I'm not missing anyone. Um, I and I and Tai. I and Tai was there as well. You think the first? We how many camps? Did, okay, wh- whatever. Ah, yeah, I and was there maybe as well. So uh, yeah, and Aliaza, I like. Yeah, I mean, I think he has a huge talent as Magnus. Uh, Uh, does oh, <laughs> obviously? Yeah. I mean, like no, but <laughs> I have a bit more, you know, like um, statistically, I prefer uh, Magnus and Aliaza to to MVL. I mean, clearly because MVL, I can see. Wha- I mean, wow. he's very tactical. He's just wow. a genius when it comes to tactical, sharp, unrational position, which I, I cannot see. Uh, which I mean, I cannot. I hate to play. Actually, we all hate to to play such position, but he just like. I thought that was your only skill. No, no. I mean, <laughs> that's just a, a and but me. with okay. MVL, I think all of us can see uh, clear weaknesses. Uh, I mean, it's, it's very obvious his, his weaknesses. And uh, while for Aliaza and Magnus, for me, it's very very difficult to judge. I mean, uh, you would ask me. I mean, I don't know. Uh, I mean, what can I say about Magnus? I mean, I mean, the only game he lost in a World Championship match was against Kayakin. It was basically. Uh, I mean, I know he lost two games. He lost one, one with Vichy uh, in the second match, but I mean, he lost uh, because of himself. I mean, not because Kayakin did something extraordinary. I mean, so, so. Just to clarify, when asked if you like Ali Reza better since he's French, your answer is Ali Reza is a very talented player <laughs> and Magnus also very good. Yeah, yeah. yeah but I have some. Yeah. I mean, I can't have. No. No, I don't like him more because he's French. No, <laughs> I always admire him. So let's say, should he change the United States, you will still be a fan. Of course. Okay, of course. Yeah. Ah, that was a question. Yeah. Remember. So you think he's going to change to no, no. US? Did you hear something? I was worried. I saw a tweet. <laughs> Which tweet did you see? <laughs> yeah. yeah, I don't know. Is he going to kick out Sam Shanklin from the U.S. national team? I don't know, actually. Well, well that would be... Sam is there if Nakamura doesn't play, right? Or, but also, again, now, you are, are you having a dig at Hans? Or how does it work? No, not at all. I didn't think of that. Oh, okay. No, so, I mean... No, I don't know. Uh, it was basically... I think someone joked about it. I think maybe... Maybe was it... Uh, Was it the mayor who said that he could stay as long as he wanted in St. Louis or something like that? I forgot what the quote was, but there was something. And It's a great pity that the listeners can't see Laurent's eyes. There's genuine worry <laughs> yeah, yeah. and sorrow yeah, yeah. in his no, eyes. No, it's, it's yeah, funny, yeah. Jan, that you complained that uh, I was not answering Peter's questions. Actually, yeah, Peter was asking a question, I mean, which was a complete fake because he never asked me any questions. I mean, no, of course. But, I mean, he, and actually, he's never answering our questions. Uh, I mean, it's so he, again, Exactly doing the same, and then you are taking his side, which was which was very painful <laughs> to me. And uh, uh, no, I apologize. 
Yeah. But you, you know, I usually just jump on opportunities to mock. No, but, but what, what do you side. want me to say? That <coughs> I prefer that Aliaza uh, stay in France and represent France, of course. I mean, who, who wouldn't like to have uh, Aliaza in his country? Okay, we can make it more complicated. <laughs> Would you prefer Aliaza staying in France but continue not to play for the Olympia for, for, for the national team? I think or uh, him changing. That would be jackpot. No, then Luan keeps his <laughs> no. spot. No, I'm only, I'm only uh, yeah, waiting for Aliaza to be in the team. <laughs> so uh, I would rather Aliaza uh, stay in France and play for France. And, and I would rather uh, Aliaza stay in France and never play for the national team. It's, I mean, even if he's, I mean, it's just great to have him as, um, as a champion. Anyway, to be more more serious, does this tournament reflect that uh, Ali Reza is like, let's say, a top four player? That uh, actually those predicting he could win the candidates were right. He just had a bad event. Or do you see it differently? I mean, well... I can't see it from the games. Of course, the fighting spirit yeah. is admirable, but it's such a weird event overshadowed yeah. by so many things. And against Mohamed Yarov, he misses this bishop takes f2. And then Mohamed Yarov makes three horrible moves in a row, uh -huh. goes to lose that game. Against Wesley, his dad lost after 15 moves with White, and Wesley yeah. um, goes crazy. Of course, he fights excellently, and he sees so many things. No one disagrees what a prodigy he is, but I can't see him being a top-four player yeah. from these last no, no. couple of games there. Even the game against Levon, for which I think he won the beauty prize. There's also, there's also many For me, it's much more impressive than, let's say... Um, I mean, Caruana in that form, uh, MVL, Mamedyarov, Aronian. For me, there is no match uh, between between them and Aliaza. But maybe, maybe I could, I could be, I could be wrong. But I think he's clearly, uh, he's clearly. But also 19. Yeah, I mean, we talk about uh, Eric Aisi and Hans as these yeah. mm -hmm. these newcomers, these these kids. They're exactly the same age like Aliaza. He's just been. Yeah. Around the top a little longer. Yeah, so usually people don't peak at 19 yet. When he's 23, I think it's very, very hard to bet against him. Being yeah, a, he was. And he, he, yeah. At the very least, a top two, three player, if not a dominant force. No, again, in, in the tiebreak, uh, he also was, was much better than uh, for keeping his nerves. And than Nepo was tilted, but yeah, because he missed this game against uh, Neiman. But also Nepo, I mean, we, one shouldn't forget that he was, he was, in a way, uh, I will use the word lucky, but it's not uh, lucky that Magnus uh, um, went out of the tournament because he lost in the very first game. So obviously it was good uh, for his number of points because he had zero out of uh, one against Magnus. And then the, the game was, the games against Magnus was just uh, annulled because he didn't play half of the games. So, um, yeah, no, Aliaza was kind of, uh, yeah. yeah, he was not playing at his best, as Peter said, but still, uh, that was uh, amazing performance. And considering it's no, happened and bits before, that's just, uh, the overall picture is just I, amazing. No, it's for me, I can still not grasp his level. And, uh, well, it seems like Jan, you can't neither, right? I mean, you still have, for you, there is no verification. He's a top three player in the world, right? I mean, uh, he, he could be, but, uh, I mean, it's not that stable. It's, at times, it's not that, well, the fighting spirit is there, but the games are not that great, perhaps. So that was what you were saying. No, as I said, he's 19. Yeah, yeah. The results are already there in the Rapid and Blitz. 
we'll we'll see how it is in the in the next classical games from these ones this this tournament was overshadowed by so much yeah, stuff it's a, but he also kept his cool and he was one of the few who kept fighting in every game as well yes yeah? so nothing but praise for him also made some money no like uh, i i saw he made $250,000 in the last month alone in prize money Oh ah, yeah, he won uh, both tournaments and he won the tour at the same time, right? He ca yeah. cashed three first yeah. prizes. Ah, it's, uh, yeah. it's not too bad. Oh, yeah, it's I not mean, a bad payday. But can you? Not, uh, okay, not. so you have questions about Ariaza. So about Nepo, except okay, of course he played brilliantly in both candidates, uh, the last one. But except from that, I mean, can you? I mean, the, in the in his other tournaments, including the match, I mean, can you say he's top three or even close to that? I mean, it's always very, you know. Uh, Uh, no, no one is incredibly stable. Who is top three? Let's let's name the top three. It's probably Ding. Magnus. Then who else? Magnus and Ding sure. are one and two. Yeah. yeah. Well. And then the question is, who's number well, three? I don't know. Mag Ding is clearly two or three. But uh, yeah, I yeah. mean, Nepo, why, why you would be? I mean, like, except the candidates. Oh, I mean, it was amazing. I mean, there's amazing performance to win back-to-back -back candidates. I mean, no, I don't. Thought... No, I I used to think that it was so obviously Kaurana and Ding. But of course, Kaurana had a pretty bad spell. So, and uh, no, in our mind, it's uh, it's still Fabi. But if you just look at results, yeah, yeah, I mean, what he fell out of the top ten recently. No, no, he it, lost Gukesh uh, Satorov in the in the Olympiad, yeah. the second half of candidates. But I agree. Like when <coughs> when you had to bet on the candidates being played in six months. I'd make the same mistake, and I still think, think Ding and Karana are the favorites. I like, would do yeah. the same. If, let's say, Karana was a stock, I would buy it because it's low at the moment. But, uh, well, it's also, you know, I keep saying that there is not enough to verify that uh, Ali Reza is a top three player. You could argue, well, there seems to be enough to verify that Karana is not. And, uh, well, I mean, maybe I'm just slow updating my algorithm. Right? Yeah, the rating list, yeah. and I'm checking the rating list, but Nepo is number, number three. We're forgetting about, actually, number four is Ali Reza. So if he, and uh, Wesley is number, number five. Where's yeah, Wesley, no, but, the uh, real Wesley, MVP? It's a pity. Yeah. I mean, like, it's clear that against Aliaza, he just wanted to make a door. I mean, he said in the post game. And he's but I haven't won that position, this plus three position, and he probably wins the tournament. And the debate is completely different. Yeah, and he yeah, was he playing for the hole. It's clear smart. that he wanted to, to take zero risk, and he had to, I mean, kill the game. He was, he was winning against uh, Aliaza. But again, um, it's pity. It's pity because he's. I think it would be. I mean, he's very close to to top three, and uh, he deserves it. But sometimes he's chickening out and uh, calculating too much uh, about his risk and so on. And that's that's a great pity. Yeah, but that's also part of it. I mean, well, you can talk all you want about his great potential, but you think he will ever sort of fulfill it and be top three? Top three, yes. He was top. top he was number two. Once again, top three. He was already. No? Yeah, yeah. <laughs> but sort of. Uh... But also, I think history teaches us normally, especially at that age, you are who you are. No, and uh, yeah. I'm. I'm his biggest fan, but of course, the whatever you want to call it, the psychological weaknesses, or maybe getting nervous then. In these spots, I mean, he didn't he didn't force a draw from that winning position. He just lost yeah, it. Yeah, I mean, that's uh, that's different than just being for. chicken. That's also nervous. That you are his biggest fan, with all your respect, uh -huh. this might be not the best news for him. <laughs> wow, that was half. No, that's still Wesley. <laughs> don't, don't let them get between us. <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> 
I see. <laughs> okay. Um, okay, so yeah, congrats to Ali Reza. Other than that, yeah, I think the tournament was so overshadowed by all the talk and to what happened in round three uh, and so on and so forth. There were a bunch of quick draws and uh, overall it seemed everyone was distracted for, I guess, good reason. Rustam was arguing, Rustam Kazmchanov, with whom I did commentary, that they aren't really distracted, they don't care. But I think it's hard not to be distracted by that environment and everything going on. No, I, I would assume so. I mean, they read social media. I mean, well, they also asked. I mean, it's getting more and more difficult to stay in a bubble. I remember maybe 2008 World Championship match. We were sort of, well, Vichy was telling us, I mean, please don't tell me anything you read on the internet. Uh, and at the press conference, he would just ignore questions. But I think these days, it's getting more and more difficult. I mean, uh, well, you can see they're doing post-games interview. They are asked opinion about it and everybody seems to, to know. Uh, so I think, uh, I mean, it must affect uh, everybody. And, uh, well, maybe... During the game, you sit there and think for a good good one-liner at the press conference, right? Or is it, is it only me? But, it's uh, well, I don't play anymore. But <laughs> it's crucial, yeah. So, I mean, of course it's going to take some mental space. Uh, I, it would be hard. Uh, it would be strange if not, in my opinion. Yeah, agreed. We tournament. Next tournament is, of course, the Champions Chess Tour. And both Carlsen and Niemann in the field, no? Scheduled to play on on Monday? What's that? Just a savvy business decision? Because it will probably get some viewers. Can we imply anything just, from that? Uh, weird. Uh, I mean, I have no explanation uh, on that. Uh, I, I really don't know. Uh, so, Peter? <laughs> Back to you, Peter. <laughs> Please, I, tell us. <laughs> tell us, Peter. Well, Transparency. I have, uh, I have no clue. I have also... I mean, it's my job to be involved in preparing. So, I have seen the pairings. And, uh, well... I mean, I guess uh, if no one has uh, withdrawn, then uh, the, the previous deal stands, as far as I understand. Right? So you should so, ah, mean, actually well, maybe you shouldn't prepare. Uh, uh, any anyway, Hans is guessing the, the opening, so you shouldn't. You should argue that you, you it's stupid to prepare against Hans against Niemann. I'm happy not to work, so I, I, I don't. You'll have to explain it to me better if I have to sort of convey it to Magnus. But uh, but judging from that game in the Sinkerfield Cup, it looked like that strategy didn't work so no. well for you guys last time. No, maybe you should prepare this. No, I think Magnus some point said that uh, well that we had this thing that uh, if I surprise my seconds, uh, it's a good sign because then I will also surprise my opening uh, opponents. But uh, it doesn't no. always work, I would guess, right? But uh, that's, that's assuming the wall <laughs> leaked it anyway. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> it's, true. it's true. Yeah, yeah. No, of course. Uh, but uh, no, it starts Sunday, right? Yeah, yeah. I have to get back to 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 work. I have to get in some golf yeah. in between. So, Oof, is that gonna uh, hurt your golf or your Twitter time? Yeah. Which oh. one will suffer? No, that's what people doesn't understand. They think that <laughs> I should stop tweeting and work instead but the, oh we get the story again about the computer ex running exactly, exactly. From the no, golf no, this, uh, <laughs> Come no, on. we know better no, no no it's the same i mean when you analyze chess i mean it fits extremely well with tweeting because uh, well you know you have a position you want the computer to analyze for uh, a minute but if you just stare at it you're going to interrupt it after eight seconds yeah. so if you fire a tweet i think it gets enough time to and you are giving away conclusion so in general, the rule of thumb is the the more other stuff you do on the side, you're, the better your work is. Yeah, I think that's uh, 
there is a, there is a empirical you, you evidence. You are just giving away up. once uh-huh. again uh-huh. that you have a very weak computer, but yeah. That's, uh, that's fair. You have to wait one wow. minute to get wow. to Depths 22, <laughs> which is amazing. <laughs> it's, a, it's a quad core. Yeah, yeah. How dare you? Wow. <laughs> I think you're right, actually. Yeah, but not, quad uh, core, but for 40 kilos. No? So, I mean, it kind of compensates. <laughs> yeah. That's why it's called quad core. Yeah. <laughs> I, I don't know. But uh, yeah, okay. Well, sure. Okay, before we clear the room for oh, Peter oh to talk about FIDE in Russia. I want to give a shout out to my boy Vincent Keimer. He broke 2700, started with six and a half out of seven in the Polish league. Then, unfortunately, last, lost the last two games, but he's still above 2700 in the live rating list. While Hans Niemann is not, so in the junior list, I think it's Keimer number five two seven zero zero dot. Let me look it up. Dot three, and Niemann is two six ninety eight dot eight. So. Great yeah, job by Kaimer. And the junior list, you have Firuja, Erigaisi, Gukesh, Abdus Satarov, Kaimer, Niemann, Pragnanda, Yesipenko, Sarin, Yakuboyev. Yeah, I checked, I checked his games actually yeah. very carefully of uh, Kaimer. Because you told me, Jan, that uh, he became improved a lot uh, in the Olympiad and that, yeah. I was very impressed and sitting then, next to him at the Olympiad, like unplugged. Yeah. Sometimes you get a better feel for how yeah, much I checked he sees his games, yeah, from this games. Week, I was very and, impressed. Uh, yeah, uh, very, very strong player. All this. All this work with Lekotov, Mr. Lekotov, uh, uh, yeah, pay, he's, paying, he's paying off now. And uh, yeah, it's clear that he's even uh, stronger than 2700 even now. So he will go, he will go up even, even more. That's for sure. Will be fun once all these kids start yeah. hitting the top tournaments, no? Nothing against the current top players, but we've had 10 yeah. years of them playing each other. Some fresh blood in there will be fun. Well, two two things from me. First, I mean, having let's say a world junior uh, with uh, just the top ten players, the top twelve players playing all play all would actually be an amazing yeah. event yeah, with this cool. kind of strength there is right now. So that but it doesn't work mathematically because they all win twenty points per tournament, so they can't only, they can't all play each <laughs> okay, other. It doesn't add fair up. Fair enough. Uh, yeah. I okay. Uh, <laughs> leaving that aside. Uh, um, well, maybe you're not the right to ask, Jan, but anyhow, you are the German national team coach. But how do you see sort of um, Kamer's mental attitude? Is he ambitious enough? Is he sometimes, well, he looks like, a, he seems, uh, I mean, I've met him. He's an incredibly nice guy, but uh, is that good? No, I think he's very ambitious. He's also optimistic, which Germans aren't wow. known for. But I think you're just thinking because, yeah of the way Germans normally play chess and maybe working with Leko, you get the wrong person. Very confident, very optimistic, incredibly ambitious. And I think all of these guys are like this new generation or I don't know them that much one by one, but it's a little different even from the current top players that they're all very, very fighting. ambitious fighting. and confident. I read this Gukesh interview. Yeah, fighting. Gukesh interview in New and Chess. This guy Gukesh is only 16 still. Yeah, that's also sick. But he's 16, and he's so much wiser than us already. And he's so aware of all the mental stuff and the nervousness and the approach. Like, it's incredibly impressive. So, no, I'm a big fan, but to answer your question, yeah, I think that's not Keimer's problem at all. I think he's very confident, very fighting, very ambitious. Uh So do you think um, Gukesh is more... Let's say as more a bite of future than let's say Eregezi or one years 
of the old, now I start to think really that after the Olympiad, of course, it was very impressive in the Olympiad, but now uh, I heard before that Gukesh was incredibly strong and now I <laughs> check his games, yeah, as well. And wow, that's so impressive. So I don't know. Yeah, it's not that easy to score eight out of eight in the first games, uh, first eight games on the Olympia on the top board playing the top yeah. teams. <laughs> we can we can try at some point, but I'm not sure we'd manage. <laughs> um, no, I don't know. It's so hard to say. I'm I haven't checked their games enough to have a qualified opinion. I think Eric Gaisi he's considered to be more well-rounded, maybe more, slightly more more solid, and Gukesh is more like yeah, trying to. Win every game, uh, maximalist. But what that means for future results, I don't know. We also had, I don't know, Topalov and Kramnik were were both good, right? With different approaches. I'm not sure one can predict ratings and so on from it. I think it's a safe prediction. We will see. Many of these guys, because also Abdus Satorov, Pragnalanda. Well, the names on this list in future super tournaments will be fun. Yeah. No. Uh, no. Yeah. Yeah. Let's see. Gukesh is a bit younger, so. so. Yeah, yeah, that's, that's true. He's 16. Idea. That's a little different. I'm confusing. That and level Kamer at 16. Is, what, 18, 19? I think he just... I mean, he might still wow. be 17, or maybe he's just turned 18. <sighs> like he's sick. turning 18. Yeah. Okay. So it's time... The embarrassing thing for me is that I actually don't really have a clue. I mean, uh, I haven't studied their games. I mainly study openings. Uh, I have an idea about the guy's Magnus play. He doesn't play them regularly. It's... Uh, it's embarrassing, but... Uh, well, that will change. That will exactly. Change. I will have mm-hmm. to do it at some point, but it's also this feeling about how an opponent should be played and such. I mean, Magnus is uh, so much uh, better than me in, in, in doing it, so I don't really spend time. I just listen to what he, he says, and then I try to, you know, analyze the opening. So, uh, no, I mean, well, I know the names, but I can... <laughs> I can actually not really you know, of, uh, you know, say you know anything. The names of all 2,700 guys. <laughs> all the names? Really? No, you are bluffing. No, come no, on. No, no. no well, come that, on. That would be a fun quiz. We could try <laughs> yeah, it right now. No, no, I have no clue. <laughs> there was also interesting. I got a bit of a feel for it during the Olympia with these these young people. That we live in a completely different world. They're, like They're completely aware of who played what against whom online and oh there's that game in in that chess com match against that guy and they're incredibly aware of the of the last two games of pretty much every game that's been played uh, online online offline so it's a world we're really not following that much and yeah Rostam kept saying they they don't know who Ivanchuk is. Maybe that's an exaggeration. <laughs> no. But it's also in, in a way normal no the generation before you that you could argue who's what generation. They don't know that much about it, but they know I, well so much about I, games. Uh, random people played online under that nickname against that guy and so on. I, I, really I know it from Denmark that uh, my generation we all adored Larsen. We read everything. He was our big idol. But generations after us didn't seem to care much. They hadn't read his, uh, you know, games collections, which are excellent and such. They were playing uh, Blitz Online and doing all kind of other stuff uh, that seems to work for them. No, it's I, I, you're right. We we might live in a parallel uh, world to, to quite an extent. For sure. And um, um, no, I I can't say I don't spend uh, 
time on social media but uh, these things i actually don't really <laughs> really really i think you might research <laughs> yeah yeah other stuff uh, yeah yeah exactly <laughs> title tuesday game exactly so uh, I, i i get your point and well we were brought up with uh, spending time like that was not the right way to become a strong chess player but uh, that seems to be wrong i mean well one thing that struck me with Neiman is that um I don't really understand fully how he thinks and understands a chess position. And um, that reminds me a bit of uh, Jordan van Forest. It was very interesting to be part of having him in the team. And, uh, well, I can see that he generates good uh, ideas and he plays good games. But I can't really sort of fully understand how he thinks. We think differently. We are different generations. We, we are taught chess differently and we... I mean, we just have very different intuition. Uh, I don't know you what your question is. You think we have the is. same intuition, Peter? <laughs> no, but I mean, you I can understand. <laughs> I mean, I well, I think that you are basically the conjurer of cheap tricks. <laughs> exactly, you're staring at my king, or you're trying to make a threat that you hope I don't see, and uh, yeah, sometimes it works. By, by uh, but. Uh, <laughs> I mean, not in in the games. I mean, like yeah, well, yeah, when when analyzed. No, I'm not saying it's a game. Well, that was, that was quite a quite, quite, <laughs> a, quite, an, quite an accusation, I think. But um, uh, sort of no. I mean, well, for instance, Magnus's game. I can obviously not play like him, but I have a feeling of the moves he would play, and uh, you know, because you have the things like that. Uh, <laughs> no, no, of course, I need the computer to help me. But even at times when there is various computers move, I think I have a, a decent guess at what he would uh, choose but of course i need a computer to help me because uh, well i mean i cannot uh, calculate at uh, a tenth of the speed he can and his uh, judgment of course is much better i mean i need uh, something artificial to help actually, me. actually right? you mentioned but, um, um uh, we mentioned Kema, we mentioned uh, ivan Shuk. maybe he doesn't know uh, they don't know ivan Shuk, but actually uh, <coughs> what makes uh, next tournament interesting we were a bit discussing this uh Uh, Niemann and Carlsen playing in the same tournament, but there is also Ivan Schuk and Gelfand playing with uh, Kamer, Eric Gazi. So this will make it fun. I mean, if they don't know uh, who is Ivan Schuk, they, they will, they will uh, find out. Uh, of course, we are, I think, as old guys, we are voting fully for Chucky and, and boys. Yeah? I, I am, actually. I, yeah. I think they will have a That's tough time. Fun. No, yeah. I think these, these kids... I think the generation battle we need is having them play against Ding, Magnus, Fabi. Like, <laughs> I think they're ready for that. But it's going to be interesting to see, nonetheless. Leko is also playing. No, no, it will be great fun, like having the legends no, against the good. I think so, no? He's commentating. Ah, no, maybe I was wrong. <laughs> He's, He's playing, playing something. Just <laughs> yeah. Come global champion. Ah, maybe? yeah. He's playing the Chess. One of those is playing. I'm not sure which one was. The next uh, ah, generation okay. cup on uh, on chess 24. <laughs> on chess, <laughs> yeah. Uh, <laughs> as long as, uh, as it is, just give an eye. Um, so yeah, that will be. Mm -hmm. that. It's it, it starts so Sunday, right? Just for my. Well, I'm so, sorry for asking private yeah, questions. Yeah, it's for your work. It's okay. Uh, yeah, it does start Sunday. Cool. Mm -hmm. Uh, we don't care, actually. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, we'll we'll yeah. follow it for sure. So it's time for it's the the the, All right. the, the time where where everyone should uh, switch off the podcast, right? Jan? I need to go to the bathroom. So Peter, can you debate Fide 
Sutovsky, Ivan Sokolov, what Russians are on what pictures with other Russians or non-Russians for a while. For sure. I hope I didn't take any of the no, topics. No, no, you, you mentioned so many that I managed to forget them in the, in, in the meantime. But, uh, well, we can take the... Okay, you actually... No, no, I'm not out. checking out. Okay. Uh, Jan is checking out. Uh, Jan is living. It's okay. It's okay. You can go, Jan. Yeah, yeah. You can go, Jan. No, I mean, well, the first thing was just Sokolov, uh, sort of kind of right. I mean, Sokolov, who is, uh, you know, perhaps the most hot coach at the moment, just... Uh, winning the Olympiad together with the Uzbek team, had a sort of uh, somewhat cryptic uh, tweet where he just said that, uh, well, this is the last time he will have anything to do with uh, FIDE. And maybe I forgot which kind of criticism there was uh, in that. But he was basically in, uh, in Mamaya in Romania and was doing lectures there, which were quite praised. But uh, something seems to have really upset him. And uh, I mean... Sokolov is not one that complains easily, but when he do, he do it uh, quite uh, thoroughly. But uh, there was no transparency on on why, and uh, we will see. But that he actually yeah, I said, saw I saw right? on social media. I saw. <coughs> uh -huh. But um, well, as Jan is not still here, we can move to on to what to what has I mean, Sutovsky done this week, please. Exactly. What has Sotovsky done? Well, Sotovsky has uh, announced uh, a new sponsor for FIDE. It's the German company, which is perhaps why Mr. Jan Gustafsson uh, left. So, so we don't get his expert opinion. One, one, uh, one question. Uh, yeah. Was it announced on his Twitter or on FIDE Twitter? I think both. And uh, probably okay. a few minutes earlier on, uh, okay. on the official after my numerous complaints, okay. uh, I, I would guess. But... Um, Well, there's a new new feeder sponsor, which is called the We Are or WR Group, um, and they are going to sponsor some kind of team championship. But uh, I mean, as usual, I didn't uh, care about which actual event they were going to sponsor. I was more into some of the other implications. Uh, I don't know if you saw it, but well, they're going to have some kind of team event where they are basically saying that uh, normal people uh, can actually get to, to play events with the, the biggest stars in a team kind of uh, thing. And it's going to happen, as far as I understand, in, in Dusseldorf to dates still to be announced, uh, but of course fitting uh, the general schedule. Uh, Sutovsky also announced that the World Teams Championship is going to uh, happen in, uh, in Israel yeah. later in the year. But... Um, Uh, well, that I also replied critically to, but let's it, stick it to was, the It was VR already group. planned uh, in uh, in April, but then it was cancelled. It was planned in April, and then it was moved. Yeah. And uh, well, part of the reason was the the, the yeah. Russian invasion in uh, in, in Ukraine, and that uh, it had implications for for the teams. I mean, for instance, uh, both uh, Russia and Ukraine was uh, qualified yeah. to 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 play. France is qualified as well. And, That's why uh, I know so much. I was supposed to go there actually, uh -huh. but yeah, whatever. Okay, <coughs> you are gonna play this uh, yes. in, in Israel, or you don't know? Yes. You yes. are. Okay, is Adiresa and I don't. I know. Play? I mean, when I say uh, you are, it's France is going to play. If I'm ah, personally France, going okay, to play, if I'm invited, I will. I will most likely going to play. I don't know if Adiresa and. Uh, And and Maxima. Ah, okay, okay, fair, fair enough, fair enough. But uh, well, that will actually be interesting that you will have a chance to play. And I'm sorry, Jan, we ended uh, up talking about chess, but we can go on. Well, we are debating this uh, German company that's sponsoring Feeder. Uh, is it a company 
You heard about before that we are WR group. <laughs> Sorry, what's it no. called? We are WR? No, WR group. No, but I... I'm not an expert on German transport companies and okay. transporting stuff to Russia, so no, I wasn't <laughs> okay, aware. Okay, fair enough. Uh, but obviously, me and uh, Mr. Sotowski didn't need long to get into a fist fight over, over that one. And, uh, well, my argument is that, well, FIDE has promised that we should sort of, uh, I don't know, distance ourselves to, to Russian uh, money. And, uh, well, the question is, is this distancing ourselves to that? Or And my answer is, no, it's not. It's, it's on the contrary. It's a company that has uh, obvious ties to... to, to um, To Russia, uh, well, you can if you want the Sotovsky's counter arguments, you can you can go and have a look at them. But I mean, the, the latest development I haven't been on Twitter for the last uh, two minutes, so I can't uh, say I'm fully updated. But um, is that well? I mean, the 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 CEO of the company actually seemed to hang out with Kayakin in in in, in May, and this is at a point where Kayakin was actually banned from FIDE for, I mean, for his uh, comments about the, the, the invasion in, in Ukraine and for supporting the Russian tr troops, right? So for me, it's strange that, well, we have someone who has uh, businesses in Russia, who has um, quite recently, uh, less than a year ago, been to Ross Congress, which is um, a big uh, sort of Russian conference uh, headed by Vladimir Putin. Putin was speaking there, Dvorkovich was speaking there, and so was the head of the sponsor. And also someone who is organizing, uh, uh, helping organizing chess tournaments uh, together with the Russian Chess Federation in Moscow. And he's playing Blitz there with Kayakin. Um, and uh, my hunch is that either you lost me or I don't know how it is. Okay, we're back. We got very sadly interrupted at the, the most exciting moment for everybody when Peter was explaining the ties of that German um, transport company to to Russia and the new feeder sponsors. Unfortunately, now we've had some technical hiccup and we lost some time coming back. So we won't have time to cover everything that happened there and that's been going on with feeder this week. Maybe Peter can fill us in very quickly and we get to chicken of the week. Of the week. Uh, sure. Uh, there is... Uh... Uh, a new sponsor. Sutovsky says no connections to, or very few connections to Russia. I say not true. Uh, and uh, we have found out that there is pictures of new sponsor and uh, Kayakin playing Blitz and that they have been trying to delete them. So we have to find them via the Wayback Machine. So there seems to be a, perhaps a possible co-op ongoing. And with this cliffhanger, we will uh, move on to the chicken of the week and we will update you on the new developments... So when was the picture taken? I saw that on Twitter, but when was the picture of taken? May. So at some point when Kayakin has been banned by FIDE, uh, I think already uh, is my impression. And uh, where he was uh, okay. fighting with both me and Mr. Sutovsky on Twitter separately. So we had like a, you know, threesome with fights going in actually all three, di all, all directions, right? I mean, uh, you know. So, um, a Mexican standoff. That's how it uh, works. Perhaps. I'm not familiar with that. Okay, shall we remind you next week or will you remember by yourself? Like, uh, uh, I, there could be new fights that take over my focus, <laughs> but uh, the chances is that I will remember this. Yeah. That would be good, yeah. <laughs> okay, then we have to get to the most exciting category of all. Chicken of the week. 
I want to nominate Maxim because he made a very quick draw with the white pieces against Alireza again, just like last week. But Laurent, you have a passionate speech prepared in defense of Maxim, no? No, actually, it's always uh, the same with uh, uh, Maxim. He's good at uh, calculating things. So he calculated that if he would win against Alireza, uh, that could uh, he could lose some the number three spot uh, in the Gunches Tour, which uh, actually is very weird, but Maxim was doing so poorly in the Sinkerfield Cup that he couldn't improve his ranking. While he could uh, screw up uh, Alireza and then Kawana could uh, catch up with him, let's say, without playing, actually, and uh, then score more points and take his third place in the overall standing, which the third place is some kind, I think it's big money, I think it's 40,000, and also qualifies for the next Grandchess Tour, which I think Peter will correct me if I'm wrong, but I think the next Grandchess Tour is a qualifier for uh, the next candidates. So it's quite important. And that's the problem with this uh, kind of tour, that sometimes uh, we had this example even in Championship Tour, that uh, sometimes it's against your interest to, to, to win a game. Uh, simply because uh, there is this overall standing, which uh, you you can screw up one opponent, but uh, it's not good. It's not good f- for you for your overall uh, uh, standing. So yeah, that was just uh, pure uh, from a pure mathematic ma- mathematical point of view. It was a good decision by uh, by. Emily. My question wouldn't it have been even better to lose like that. Like that, he really makes sure Ali Reza finishes first and no one. Can overtake him if he doesn't get any points. No, actually, uh, no. The the point was Kawana not catching up, and Kawana didn't play the last round because he was supposed to play. Ah, by Marcus. the draw, he made sure. So, so losing wouldn't have made him better. So by the draw, if he would lose, then there would be some some cases where um, uh, Kawana was catching up, hmm? and some. No, I mean if Maxim where, lost, where he, he yeah, would be fast. I mean, then he would be. Ah, but it would be the same. Okay. I mean, like it, it doesn't matter. All right, yeah. fair enough. Then do I need a different chicken? Because he just he just uh, used math. I think in general you could As- fighting spirit in the Sinkerfield Cup suffered a bit for for quite some players after that happened. No, like there were still decisive games, but there were also the bunch bunch of quick draws. You could nominate us for not. Uh, <coughs> Going full transparency, not... Uh, I don't know. It's the usual question. Shall we just go with Giri as usual? <laughs> Has he done anything, Chicken? I, I'm, I'm, yeah, I'm not going to take Giri, uh, so you're going to I'm, I'm taking Giri, uh, <laughs> of course, because he was, he was like tweeting the whole week, making cheap jokes about this Carlsen Neiman stuff, but never gave his uh, his honest opinion. So this is very, very Chicken-esque, you know, making jokes. One left, uh, right, but yeah, never, never in the center. Let's say no, not, don't give his uh, his opinion at all. So, uh, yeah, he's by default, and uh, yeah, he's, he's my chicken. Mm-hmm. I was also accused of chicken. more chicken than usual because I did some YouTube videos giving my opinion, but I gave them in German. I did them in German, <laughs> like I do all my YouTube videos. But um, chess detectives were were onto my case that I only did them in German. Not having to repeat, reveal my true opinion in the common tongue. So my secret YouTube videos, I caught, I caught some heat for. 
Ähm, Respect. Other, other chicken nominees. Peter Sutowski, is he chickening out from answering your tweets, maybe? Yeah, that's actually a good point. I mean, whenever I come up with the sort of... Uh, Why doesn't he just block you? Wouldn't it make his life so much I think we have uh, a... Easier? It sounds funny. We are having a game of chicken about that, right? It would feel like a failure if you block the other ones. So probably we're sort of, you know, trying to push one in the direction. But no, he... But you don't want to block him, no? Like every second tweet of yours is, hey, at Emil Sutowski, like that. Well, that is because uh, I think it's uh, necessary to uh, correct something so that uh, his, uh, you know, propaganda doesn't stand unopposed. Um, so... Wow. Wow, yeah. Uh, yeah, no, I... Well, I don't think he's a chicken. I think he's a calculated, intelligent person. Um, so, no, I don't think that he's chickening out in a way. Um, I want to nominate myself, actually, uh, I think. But not for the reason everybody wants. I mean, there has been so many who is pushing me to say something uh, about this uh, uh, thing. Uh, but uh, that, I think, is correct that I, um, that I don't do that. I just say no comment. But uh, I had actually prepared a long monologue about uh, transparency but that i chickened out of, of doing so I mean, yeah i'm sorry can, can we do it next week i'm sure the people <laughs> yeah no can't I'm, wait i'm sorry that's not gonna happen it seems uh, that that is really a great great pity sad and yeah if you can be blamed for anything then not holding that monologue <laughs> Yeah. Yeah, there's also your your speech on probability that we had yeah we also well for, that right? was also i mean I think, again, we are just throwing Lohang under the bus, but he was basically Sounds saying good. something on the, about probability I thought was, was very wrong, and uh, I wanted to publicly shame and embarrass him while correcting it, uh, but that also didn't happen. So, mm. Actually, I, agree. That's, I agree. that's some amazing cliffhangers for next week. Tune in next week. We will start with Peter's lecture on transparency, then Peter's lecture on probability, and then Peter will tell us, What's up with FIDE this week? Um, no, we'll, we'll also have the Niemann Carlsen matchup to, to comment on. They will play on, on Monday. No, like it should be fun. Yeah, yeah. I mean, things, uh, well, I mean, a lot seems to happen in chess these days, right? I remember even someone was tweeting there's no drama in chess, but it uh, seemed to change. <laughs> That's for sure. Okay. okay. See you next week. Thank you very much. Bye-bye.